Welcome to Straight Talk with My OBMD Podcast. Join me for a bi-weekly discussion on topics most relevant to women's health today. We are your source for medically accurate, real-world advice and all things related to your health and well-being as a woman. From menses to menopause, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, a fully practicing, board-certified OBGYN physician with close to 20 years experience. I am also the founder of the website that is 100% dedicated to women's health, myobmd.org. At myobmd.org, we write in all aspects related to women's health. Listen to our podcast, visit our website, subscribe to our newsletter, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, myobmd.org. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with My OBMD. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, founder of the website myobmd.org. We are publishers of women's health information. I'm so excited to be in your ear today. We have great and exciting things to talk about. But before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to all the attendants at the Atlanta Ultimate Women's Expo this past weekend on May 20th. That was a great event, and I'm so excited that so many people showed up for it. And I was so excited and so happy to meet so many of you who are listeners of the page and readers of our page. We are always excited to just have that face-to-face meeting and we love and appreciate your support for myobmd.org. Today I want us to talk about relationships. You heard me, relationships. Now there has been so many discussions on relationships. We have books written, articles, discussions, broadcasts, all about all these different relationships. We have books written on relationships with our spouse, relationships with our significant other, our parents, our children, even our co-workers and our clergy. We have top books that are written that cover all of these topics. Now, what about your relationship with your doctor? Today, we're going to be discussing that very relationship, the relationship with your doctor. This episode, episode number seven, it's called Unlocking the Power of Your Doctor-Patient Connection. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith. Unlocking the Power of Your Doctor-Patient Connection. What does that mean? What we are talking about today is the importance of the relationship that you have with your doctor and how that impacts your health. Did you know that there are studies that shows that patients that have a positive patient-doctor relationship actually have improved patient health? So if you have a doctor that you're comfortable with, that you're happy with, you're more likely to have better health than the person who has a doctor that they're not comfortable with and that they're not happy with. So 
This is actually quite important because, of course, you know, our health is important. So let's take a look at why is this? Why is it that if you have a positive relationship and are comfortable with your doctor, why would your health be the better for that? Well, consider there are three things that we do more so when we're comfortable with our doctors. So the first, when you have a doctor that you're comfortable with and you trust, when they show a concern for your health, you are more likely to take that concern seriously because you've trusted that doctor and you know that doctor has your best interest at heart. So if they say to you, hey, I'm concerned about whatever the case may be, that is something that you're going to actually pay attention to at the very least. So what what concerns them concerns you in regards to regards to your health because you trust them and know that they have your best interest at heart. The second thing that people do differently when they trust their doctor is that they'll actually listen to their recommendations. So when you have a doctor that you are comfortable with and you trust, and your doctor makes a recommendation regarding your health, you are much more likely to follow that recommendation. If you have a doctor that you maybe are not as comfortable with and they make a recommendation, you may consider that recommendation You may try to get a second opinion online, right? You may try to go on, do some online research to try to see if you can find information to back up their recommendation before implementing that. All of that is lengthy and all of that creates an obstacle to your health because rather than putting the effort into following the recommendation, the effort is into deciphering whether you can trust the information that you're being given. So when you have a doctor that you're more comfortable with, you're more likely to follow their recommendation. The third reason why we feel patients that have a positive patient-doctor relationship have improved health. Let's think about it. Who actually likes going to the doctor? Very, very few people right? We go to the doctor, we sacrifice time, we sacrifice finances, we sacrifice a lot to go to the doctor, but really not a lot of people would would say they actually enjoy going to the doctor. However, if you have a doctor that you actually like, whose company you enjoy, it's someone that you trust and that you're comfortable with, all of a sudden, that same visit is not as burdensome as it would be with someone who you do not trust and who you're not comfortable with. So when you have a doctor that you trust that and that you're comfortable with and that you even like, you're more likely to show concern for what concerns them. You're more likely to follow their recommendation and you're more likely to make appointments to be seen. So all of these things translate to improved health for you, not for your doctor, but for you. So given these facts, 
it's really worth the effort in evaluating our doctor-patient relationship to make sure it is one that is working for us. Let's take a few minutes and consider five things that we need to look at when examining our relationship with our doctors. Number one, when examining your relationship with your doctor, consider this question. When you are through with your appointments and you're leaving, do you feel satisfied that your doctor has heard you, that they have actually heard the things that concerns you, that your concerns were not blown off or shoved under the rug, that they actually took the time to listen and hear you. Now, I don't know anyone, any physician that can do a really good job of taking care of someone who they have not heard. And so it becomes important to make sure that you at least feel heard and that your doctor is hearing your concerns. So what does that look like, feeling heard? So again, when you, po- when you ask a question, your question is actually addressed. When you show a concern, that's also addressed and looked at. When you pose a question, the answers you're given should be thoughtful answers that are in plain language that you can understand and that actually answers your question. When you express a concern, that concern should be addressed. So whether your doctor addresses it by offering further evaluation or address it by offering reassurance and counseling as to why they don't think this should this is something that should be of concern. Either way, you should have some sense that your concern is not blown off, that it's given some consideration and an appropriate response. One of the biggest barriers to listening are biases. Now, As a physician, I can say that listening to you, our patients, is one of the most important things we can do as as physicians, taking care of you. Now, a bias is something where someone feels they know you before they actually have gotten the opportunity to know you. So corresponding or interacting with someone who has a bias may look like this. You may be asking um, you may be asking a question, and before your thought are completed, the um, the answer is given because the the physician feels that they already know what you're about to ask. They already know what your concern is. So rather than allowing you the time to complete your sentences and complete your thought, you're interrupted and the answer is, an answer rather, is given to you. So that's really not a quality of uh, someone who is hearing your concerns because they have literally cut you off. So it's impossible to hear your concerns if you're not allowed to verbalize them. But having a physician who is a good listener is a good indicator of someone who you can trust because they are hearing you. The other factor to consider when examining your relationship with your, 
with your doctor is how much attention are you given during these exams? So when you go to the doctor, you have made sacrifice of time, you've made a financial sacrifice to be there, and you're likely given 15 minutes of face-to-face time with your doctor. Now, it is completely normal for your doctor to take notes during this time because that is the only way to ensure that important details will not be forgotten. And that is a part of providing good care and quality care. However, however, if your doctor is fixated simply on the process of taking notes, typically on a computer, if your doctor is fixated on this process, and not taking the time to make some type of eye contact with you, that is a problem. That's a problem because by not making eye contact with you, at least for some portion of the visit, that doctor is missing out on some key communication tools, mainly our demeanor and our body language. Now, Most people, we communicate with words. There are some people who are more nonverbal in their communication style than verbal. And for those folks, if we're simply simply focused on a task, let's say of writing and writing our notes and we never look up, we never pause for air and look up to and look around and see what's going on. That physician is simply relying on your words to know what you are feeling. However, you may not be someone who is verbose and you may be someone who speaks and communicates through your body language just as much as you do with words. And so it's important that the physician While, yes, it is important for us to take notes during our visits and for us to maybe do some other things while your visits, such as your prescriptions and so forth, but we do have to pause, take time, make eye contact, look at you, and appreciate you. That is part of the process of appreciating and communicating with you to make sure nothing is missed. And so... Limiting multitasking and making eye contact are great qualities of a positive patient-physician relationship. Now, the third thing to look at is when you are interacting with your physician, is it a lecture format or is it a conversational format? In lectures, there is a, a listener and there is a speaker. And those two roles are clearly defined. There is one listener or one group of listeners, and there is typically one speaker. However, in a conversation, information flows both ways. In a lecture, the conversation flows simply from the speaker to the listener. However, in a conversation, the information is flowing both ways. So when you are interacting with your doctor, are you given an opportunity to speak? Are you given an opportunity to digest the information that you're being given? 
compose your thoughts, and present your questions or your concerns. This is an important time and an important opportunity for you to communicate how you're feeling about whatever it is that you're being told, ask clarifying questions so you're clear and have a good understanding of what's going on with your health. And this may take some time. I get that. I get that it takes some time. Now, keep in mind that, yes, the physician will want to keep the office flowing. They'll want to continue seeing patients. So they may say to you, Ms. Smith, let me give you a minute to kind of think over this information that we've just discussed. I'm going to go see a patient and then I'll come right back to answer any questions. In the meantime, write down the questions that you're thinking of. That's reasonable because they do have to keep the office flowing because you do have patience and you want to be respectful of everyone's time. However, you also want to be cognizant and sensitive to your need for information. And so you may be provided that opportunity to simply sit for a minute, digest the information while they go see another patient and then circle back to you to make sure you don't have any additional questions. Now, you may not be in a position to really digest and process any information at that time, depending on what's being discussed. So alternatively, you may be offered a follow-up in a short period of time, maybe in a week or two weeks. And that's also reasonable. So having the opportunity to ponder and digest the information that you have received and offer your questions and clarification, that's important. That's an important part of your communication tool. And that's an important part of how you build trust with your doctor, because you know that they are now showing concern for not just your physical health, but your mental well-being as well, because they don't want you walking out of there being anxious more so than necessary about whatever it is that you have been told. And that's part of the process of building trust in your relationship. The fourth thing to consider is, are you a part of the team, right? We know that you're a part of the team because without you, there's no patient, there is no one to implement the treatment recommendations. So we know that you're a part of the team, but are you a part of the treatment team? And this is what I mean by that. When a medical issue arises, there will often be a process, a diagnostic process, an evaluation Uh, Once that diagnosis is established, then a recommendation will be made regarding how to manage this uh, particular issue. And your doctor will offer a recommendation. Now, most recommendation falls in one of three categories, medicines, surgeries, procedures, or rather four categories, or watch and wait. Okay? So either a medicine, surgery, a procedure or you watch and wait. So your doctor will recommend a particular treatment to you, and that's appropriate because that's why we're here. We're here to provide that knowledge to you and make recommendations to you regarding what we feel is best for your health. But keep this in mind. Everyone's approach to treatment is different. 
everyone's approach to treatment is different. And I'm not going to get into what's right and what's wrong, but they're different. You do have some patients who, as soon as they hear, they're told that they have a medical issue. Their first response is, you know, I want to go ahead and I want to treat this aggressively. I want to treat this aggressively. I want this to go away. I don't want to have to deal with it. Medication side effects don't scare me. Surgical side effects don't scare me. I just want to get going. I want this taken care of. That's one approach, one style of approaching a medical problem. Some people are super aggressive about treating their medical condition. Another approach may be someone that says, you know, doc, I just want to take a little time to think about this. I want to kind of watch and see what happens. Let's make a follow-up appointment for a few months before we decide, recognizing that there may be this disease progression during that time. But they may feel, hey, I'm willing to take that risk. I just do not have the minds the frame of mind at this point to approach this aggressively. And I just want to take my time. And that's fine. The third approach is the one that falls more in the middle. Someone may say, you know, I want to go ahead and treat this, but let's go ahead and look at the treatment that has the least amount of side effects. I understand it may not be the most aggressive form of treatment, but let me start off with the le- the one that has the least amount of side effects first. And if I need to move to something more aggressive, I would have felt better knowing that at least I tried with something less aggressive first. And that's okay. Now, everyone's approach to treatment is different. And so you're, you want to be given the opportunity to share with your doctor what your treatment style is and what your opinion is. Now, I do want to point out one caveat to this discussion. I am not advocating that you go to your doctor or you go to your doctor's office and you dictate a treatment. That is not what I am saying. What I am saying is that when a treatment is recommended, that you should be offered the opportunity to weigh in on what your thoughts are on that treatment. You may be given options that may not be the only treatment option for you. Mind you, your doctor will make a recommendation. They may say, hey, I really strongly recommend treatment option A, even though you are more inclined to do treatment option B. And that's okay. The ultimate decision is yours because it is your body and it is your health. And your doctor should support you on that decision because ultimately we want to and we should respect your autonomy towards your health. But we need to make sure we counsel you effectively regarding what your risks are for doing or not doing, and what we expect the consequences of that to be. So it's very important that you be given the opportunity to weigh in and on your treatment options and treatment recommendations. Finally, the other quality to consider in regards to assessing you and your doctor's patient relationship and unlocking 
that doctor-patient connection that will maximize your health through that patient-doctor relationship is in time spent with your doctor. So we know that we do not have, for healthy patients especially, the time spent with your doctor can be quite minimal, right? Because you go once a year, it's just a 15-minute or 30-minute appointment, and you're in and you're out. Now, consider this. The more time you have spent with your doctor, the stronger that relationship will be, the more likely you are to trust that physician and trust their recommendation and their opinion on your care. So it's important for us to utilize the services of our physician, our primary physician, whenever the opportunity arises so we are not missing out on the opportunity to build that trust in relationship. Now, what are some of the things that take away from that? Sometimes folks may feel, hey, I don't have to see my doctor because I'm healthy. And so I just need to go in when I'm not healthy, when I'm not feeling well. And of course, that's never recommended. For one, you miss out on valuable screening that can be used as a preventative measure. So it's always a good idea to go into your doctor as much as you are able to, whether for a routine exam or for sick appointments, if you're able to see your doctor, then that should be the first choice unless there is a medical emergency that necessitates something more urgent. So these are the qualities to consider when assessing your relationship with your doctor and unlocking that powerful connection that will improve your health. Now, let's say you make this assessment and you determine that, hmm, you know what? I could have a better relationship with my doctor. It's really not as, it's just not as tight as I was hoping it would be as I, or as I would like it to be. What do you do? Where do you go at that point? My recommendation would be if you feel that your relationship with your doctor could be improved, is that you provide the op- that physician the opportunity for improvement. And that means discussing with that physician how you feel, what you were hoping to get out of your interaction, what you got instead, and share with them the opportunity, your decision to give them, to give your relationship another chance. So I think that's reasonable. Keep in mind that sometimes your physician is human, just like you are, just like we all are. And sometimes we are just not aware of how we are coming across during our interactions. And so I think that feedback to your physician is valuable, not just to you, but to the next patient as well. And quite frankly, anyone could have an off day. So you may have had an interaction with your physician that was not as pleasant as you were hoping it to be, but they could have had an off day. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think it's reasonable to discuss that with them, that, hey, on this day, I kind of, I felt however it is that you feel, just share that with them and let them know this was, it 
fell short, your your experience fell short of your expectations. And so you are hoping that you can have a clean slate and give them the opportunity to improve. I think that's reasonable and it's worth the effort because we just sometimes just do not know until someone points it out to us how we are being perceived. Now, let's say you have provided that opportunity and your relationship remains the same. It has not improved. Then in that case, I would say it's time to go ahead and look for alternative an alternative provider, an alternative provider that will be able to listen to you so that when you leave the office, you feel heard, that makes eye contact with you throughout your visit. So you feel that they're appreciating everything you're saying with your words, not just your words, but also through your body language that you can have a conversation with and not just a lecture who includes you in the decision-making process and who you will put the time in investing in that relationship. So these are the qualities of a high-quality patient-physician relationship. And this relationship, when it is of the highest caliber, is one where your health will benefit. Thank you for listening. I hope you've found this podcast beneficial. Remember, all the information that you've heard may be found online at myobmd.org. And that's myobmd.org. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear about your relationship with your physician. You can email me at info at myobmd.org or you can reach me on social media. Until the next podcast, I wish you a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Talk with My OBMD Podcast. To learn more about this topic, visit our website at myobmd.org. Subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I can't wait to spend more time with you on our next episode of Straight Talk with My OBMD.